This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, hi. Jeffy's not here. Uh, it's because he's old and he's a grandfather. Can you believe that? We got more grandfathers running around this building. They're spry young things. Oh, it's Brad Staggs here for uh, for Jeffy this morning. Thank you for joining us here on The Blaze. And by the way, uh, this is the uh, the last of the... Um, the early shows. So uh, next week, uh, Jeffy's show will be on from 9 until noon uh, Eastern time. So uh, you don't have to get up the uh, crack of O Dark 30 next week to enjoy Jeffy. And he will be back after he sees the grandbaby. Everybody's having babies around here. Well, I'm not technically around here. Although Tim and Hannah had their, um, uh, had their little boy yesterday. Uh, so Glenn is a grandfather uh, twice over. A uh, little Cohen. And... I was talking yesterday. I was talking yesterday to Beth uh, Knott, who's the supervising producer uh, here for for uh, Glenn shows, and we were look at the the picture of the of, of Cohen, and he's like, "Oh, isn't he cute?" And I said, "Are babies really cute when you get right down to it?" And maybe I'm in the minority here, but are babies cute? Because they've just been they're like they're like these little squashed human beings. And yes, I know they've been in a very cramped living quarters for, you know, nine months. So who expects to come out of that situation looking great? But, you know, as, as babies go, I'll just leave it there. But happy happy Grandfather's Day to, uh, to uh, both Jeffy and, uh, and Glenn. I want to um, I want to stay – this is going to be some irony here. I want to stay away from politics this morning because I'm – quite frankly, I'm about as sick of politics as you are um, – and I want to talk about uh, uh, Star Trek and uh, science fiction and um, how you can actually uh, get onto Glenn's show or at least a, a videotape of yourself onto a Glenn's show. Uh, we'll talk about that here in the next couple of hours. But uh, before all that, I want to talk about Hillary. Uh, I know. I want to get away from politics. But uh, there's a new tell-all book out, Gary Byrne. Uh, has written a book. Uh, basically, it's a tell-all about Hillary Clinton. the The thing is, there was a book about twenty. Was it twenty years? Nah, good grief! I guess it was twenty years ago. Um, called Inside the Clinton White House, and that was such a good book. Um, let me see, let me make sure that I remember that was. Is that like ninety six? I think it was inside the Clinton White House. 
that was such a good unlimited access. Um, and uh, it was an FBI agent inside the White House. His name was uh, Gary Aldrich. Um, not to be confused with Gary Byrne, who wrote the new book. But this book, good, 1998. So, yeah, 18, 18 years ago this thing came out. I highly recommend it to any – and I look, I, they're all – they're all scumbags, every one of them. I just don't believe that we have a choice of, of dumb and dumber uh, this election. Um, you know, I don't. No matter how you feel about Hillary or how you feel about Donald Trump, um, it just we've the, the bad thing about this election. I saw a cartoon that said one of them is going to win, and that's true. Uh, so the you know the best you can do is to get a little background information on both of them and make the best choice because honestly I don't know that there's a whole lot of difference. But anyway, this this book from 1998 called Unlimited Access: uh, An FBI Agent Inside the Clinton White House by Gary Aldrich. Highly recommend that. It's entertaining. Number one and number two, it is when you look at how the the Clintons ran the White House. It was like a college frat house, honestly. One of the things that pops out in my mind is that this guy says he remembers going through the White House and pizza boxes being everywhere. It sounded like literally it was a bunch of college students living there. Um, And do we all grow up? Sure. I think we all outgrow that sort of thing. And do you act like you did when you were in college if you went to college? No. you know, I did it first semester, and I think I've grown up somewhat since then, so I don't think I – although I still leave my socks out. But they've probably cleaned up their act. But that's the kind of thing that we're going to have back in the White House if we, uh, if we go down that road. The new book uh, by Gary Byrne um, is the, you know, the, the Hillary tell-all. Um, and, you know, he's going to probably dredge up a lot of the – I've not read this book. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. There's, there's so many things. You know, one thing about this, this election, it is not boring. The last thing it is is boring. Um, what I wanted to – oh, coming up in the next half hour – um, Jeffy, a few uh, weeks ago, uh, talked with uh, Brad Meltzer, um, did a little uh, interview with him, and um, the, the, the entire interview, I believe, is, is online right now. We have a, a condensed version of that coming up in the, uh, the second half hour this morning, uh, so stick around for that. So much to get to, so many things. And uh, I also wanted to tell you about your opportunity to, um, to come to Mercury Studios, uh, and we haven't had a lot of time to talk about these on on the air, but the uh, the throwback mystery boxes uh, these are available at uh, at the Glenbeck uh, shop, uh, Glenbeck dot com. And these mystery boxes, what we did was we found a whole bunch of stuff. Um, it's amazing what you can find if you clean up a seventy five thousand square foot studio, because there's stuff in every corner, and literally, you know, I, I know I know this studio like I know the back of my hand. Um, been here now for three years, and, and in addition to doing all this, I also get to be the uh, the studio building manager, which, given my background in uh, home improvement, is is fun. I enjoy it. And but this, let me just tell you, that's why I've been putting off buying a house down here in in Dallas because 
I told Glenn the other day, I don't know if I need another remodeling project by buying a house because I already have one and it's this place. Uh, it's fascinating. I'll tell you that. 35 years old. This, this, this studio here in Las Colinas is, has such a fascinating history going all the way back to 1981, 82 when it was built. And um, Silkwood was the first movie that they, they shot here. And I've talked to some of the old stagehands. They'll come in from time to time working on other projects. And it's fascinating to hear you know, the, about the, them working on these these movies here because when they built this place, it was in the middle of nowhere. There are pictures that we have up in the lobby of them, uh, the building when it was just being completed, and there's yeah, it's empty fields all the way around. They put this place in the middle of nowhere for a reason because they wanted to have some, some quiet uh, so that they could, uh, you know, shoot movies, not worry about the sound. Uh, it has grown up completely around the studio, there is a you know Seven Eleven across the street, and there's condos everywhere, and there's uh, um, office buildings. But this place still remains a. I mean, it's it's like a, a, a crown jewel on the corner of Riverside and Royal in Irving, Texas. It's it's a, an amazing building, but it does have some. You know, tell you, you think your house gets cluttered after a week? You ought to try a studio. And the the thing about the, what ends up in the corners of this place is it's it's kind of cool stuff, um, t-shirts and books and magnets and stickers and things like that. And we just cleaned out our uh, uh, New York uh, office too, so we found all this stuff. What I'm getting at, we found all these cool things that you know, even these magnets that uh, the bees know, <laughs> which I remember that from long ago. But we found all these things, and we decided, you know, instead of uh, putting them up individually, we'll we'll put some things into a box and give you the chance. If you if you bought out all this stuff individually, it'd be like a hundred bucks. And so these um, these throwback mystery boxes are, I think, forty nine ninety five. But <laughs> there's more uh, when you sign up for uh, Glenn's newsletter at uh, glennbeck.com slash subscribe. Uh, you get 15 bucks off, or not 15 bucks, 15% off a uh, throwback mystery box. And we are doing a set of, I think, 500 of these. And in uh, two of them, somewhere in, in two of them, there are uh, Mercury Theater golden tickets. And if you get one of these golden tickets, you get to come here to the studio and you get to hang out for, uh, I think, the day or the afternoon. Uh, you get to have full hair and makeup. If you're into that sort of thing, we'll put you in the makeup chair, and uh, Bailey and Diane will give you the, the full Hollywood treatment, and then you get to do a, a live commercial uh, with uh, Carrie, uh, Carrie Malinak, who uh, and I do the, the commercials on the uh, on the TV side. So you get to be on television, spend the day here, get a look behind the scenes, see what uh, what it takes to put together all this television and radio stuff, and uh, you do that uh, by saving some money by starting. All the way circling back, glenbeck.com slash subscribe to the uh, newsletter. Get 15% off the throwback box. If, in fact, you get the golden ticket in the throwback box, that's when you get to come here. See? It all makes sense when you kind of connect all of the dots together. But I highly recommend that you do that because there's some really cool retro stuff in these uh, throwback mystery boxes. Uh, the only... The only wild card you can uh, the, the, you can kind of fill out is the uh, the size of a T-shirt. So if you're a large, small, medium, whatever it is, that way we can make sure that the uh, the right T-shirt gets to you. 
Um, but again, highly recommend you do that because we'd love to have you here doing a commercial with us. Um, so I was uh, just talking uh, with a friend not too long ago about all things science fiction. Um, and I want to talk about uh, Star Trek coming up here. This will this will blow you away um, when I tell you how, how time flies. Star Trek, the next generation. I remember when that show started. The last episode of Star Trek, the next generation, the last episode aired 22 years ago. Let that sink in for a minute. 20, over 20 years ago, the last episode of the entire series aired. I mean, time doesn't just fly. It, it, it's no wonder I wake up in the morning and I have less and less hair. Um, but some fascinating facts about Star Trek. I want to get into those here in just a second. And some cool electronics, too. Plus that uh, Brad Meltzer interview. So much to get to here this morning. And we'll do it all when we return to the Jeff Fisher Show. Coming up here, Blaze Radio Network. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. The Jeff Fisher Show. Jeff no está en casa. Ahora. ¿Dónde está el baño? Una más cerveza. That's really all the Spanish I know. Brad Stagg's here for Jeffy this morning. It's really all the Spanish you need to know. When it comes right down to it, that and lo siento if you're married. Um, so coming up here in the next half hour, we're going to uh, air uh, Jeffy's interview with Brad Meltzer. Um, fascinating interview when you, when, when you hear this. It's about uh, about 15 minutes long, so we'll get to that here in the next uh, in the next half hour or so. Um, Star Trek. Just before the break, we were talking about the fact that the last, the very last episode of Star Trek, uh, Star Trek: The Next Generation. Or as people who've never seen the show call it, Star Trek. That drives me insane when people say, do you like Star Trek? Are you a tracker? That and Dr. Spock. I love that Dr. Spock. He's a baby doctor. You're talking about Mr. Spock the Vulcan? I'm a total goober when it comes to that stuff. You know, they have a new communicator coming out that is actually that works. You'll be able to like flip it open and, and it... it Bluetooth connection to your phone the whole night. I'll tell you about that later. But 22 years ago, Star Trek The Next Generation aired its last episode, which just blows my mind. Time, it doesn't just fly. It flies at warp speed. Thank you. Um, here are 10 interesting facts uh, from uh, Star Trek and, and Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, 
total I'm total total goober when it comes to science fiction and, and Star Trek. And this is one of the first grammatical technically grammatical errors, if you get right down to it, to boldly go where no man has gone before. And then of course they changed to be more politically correct to uh, you know to boldly go where no one has gone before. But to boldly go is a split infinitive. We'll get into the grammar of that later. But that actually came uh, from a, a White House pamphlet on space. Um, at least they, they, they think that's where it came from, the introduction to outer space. And this is the passage from that pamphlet back in the, um, the 50s, uh, 1958 is when it was published. Um, it is useful to distinguish among four factors which give importance, urgency, and inevitability to the advancement of space technology. The first of these factors is the compelling urge of man to explore and to discover the thrust of curiosity that leads men to try to go where no one has gone before. So even before, even in the 1950s, they got it politically correct without even trying. So apparently Gene Roddenberry was a misogynist. <laughs> the truth comes out. So it's where no one has gone before. Most of the surface of the earth has now been explored and men now turn to the exploration of outer space as their next objective. And you see, if you ask me, the word next right there, that was the inspiration for Star Trek, the next generation. See? So the government technically inspired the opening of Star Trek. Uh, live long and uh, prosper when Mr. Spock does the hand gesture. That was actually a, um, and I just saw this, I, uh, there was a, I don't know, some television show that aired um, 20 years ago, and Leonard Nimoy hosted it, and he talks about how he actually came up with the the, um, the symbol for live long and prosper. You know, the, the, your, your hand is outstretched and the two fingers, first two fingers go one way, the second two fingers go the other way, it's that V sign. It's actually a Jewish sign. Uh, he was, as a young boy, uh, Leonard Nimoy was uh, at, a, at a Jewish service, and as they gave the blessing, I think at the end of the service, he said that the entire congregation, and pardon me if I, if I don't get the terminology correct in, the, in, in, in uh, the Jewish culture, but they would turn away from the leaders, and they would give the blessing, and he says, of course, as a boy, I had to turn around and open my eyes. And see what they were doing, and he said they, they had the rabbis had their arms stretched out, and they had their hands in this uh, in this V formation. That is where "Live Long and Prosper" the gesture came from. A Jewish ceremony. Who knew? Uh, Scotty was shot. Well, actually, James Doohan was shot six times on D-Day. He was the nicest guy. I had the pleasure of interviewing him when I lived in Nashville, and I did. Uh, Afternoons on uh, WLAC, the FM, and he came in. He was a guest. I can't remember what he was promoting, but he was just the nicest man. Missing, I said, two or three fingers on his right hand. When you'd go to to shake his hand, it would. Um, it said, "Well, man, there's not there aren't enough fingers there." But just just a sweetheart, sweetheart of a guy. Uh, but he actually uh, was shot six times. Um, on D-Day, um, they say that one of the, one of the, he took one of the shots to the chest. It would have been fatal, except that he had a silver cigarette case there, and uh, it was given to him by his brother, and it uh, deflected the bullet. 
Isn't that amazing? Uh, here's something for you. Will Wheaton did the voices for various Romulans on the 2009 Star Trek film. Will Wheaton, remember? No. No. Nobody liked him in the neck. He was like the Jar Jar Binks of Star Trek. No one wanted him around, and he ended up doing all these Romulan voices um, in, in the Star Trek film. Uh, a couple more. Uh, Leonard Nimoy, he came up with the Vulcan nerve pinch because they have some fight scene. They wanted him to be all badass, but no, he just did the nerve pinch. So that wasn't cool. We'll do more of these coming up on the other side of the break, and we'll have uh, Brad Meltzer, uh, the interview with Jeffy. Coming up right here at the Jeff Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network. This is The Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. This is The Jeff Fisher Show. And Jeffy's not here this morning. Brad Stagg's in for Jeffy. Uh, he got to talk to uh, Brad Meltzer, best-selling author and uh, conspiracy theorist. Uh, great interview with him just a few weeks ago. Let's listen in. Kids' books. Comic books. Big graduation speech grandeur mastermind of the country. And Facebook storyteller. And now thrill writer, mystery writer, all between the hard covers of books. Brad Meltzer, how are you, sir? Uh, I am happy because I'm talking to you. Oh, that's so nice. That's so nice. So before we get to all your, uh, you know, your other dealings at bradmeltzer.com, you're hawking, you know, all kinds of stuff on your website. You have a brand new book, which I have in my grubby little hands called The House of Secrets, and I will say that I voted for the cover that made the cover when you, uh, I don't know if the vote actually counted. I, I always lose that vote, by the way, just so you know that. Like, And that's why I always have the vote on our website and on, on Facebook, because a friend of mine who is in advertising, he said, you know, before you pick your winner, ask 100 people. And for my very first book, I asked 100 people, and, and 65% of them saw it one way, and you know, and I was like, well, that's just a random hundred people. Let me ask another hundred. So I asked another hundred people, like in a mall at the time. There was no internet. We <laughs> were just in a mall. Right. And, and instead of 65, it was like 66. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it works. So I always do that. So our readers always pick the titles and the covers because I can write the books. But as to what's going to make it jump off the shelf, I trust the readers to do that. They, you guys are better at it. And I will say that, uh, and then when I flip it over, I see the classic Brad Meltzer uh Arm folded, leaning against bookshelves. I'm smarter than you, Pose. Um, is are you? I hope you're standing like that now. No, I, I sleep like that. <laughs> <laughs> so the new book, House of Secrets. Um, yeah. I, I I I must admit I have not finished it, but I did start it, and uh, I'm very intrigued. Chapter, I'm very intrigued. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, let, let's talk, I mean, very quickly what it's about is this book starts with a little six-year-old girl who's told by her father, mysteries need to be solved. 
and she loves her dad's stories because her dad is a TV host for one of the best conspiracy shows in the country. And the stories that she loves are these really gruesome stories like a body that's found, and when they open up the body in the autopsy, they, they find a Bible inside that belonged to Benedict Arnold. That's a great and story. And so in Chapter 1, as the book opens, we see this girl. She's all grown up now. She's 30 years old. She wakes up in a hospital, and she, there's been a terrible accident that's killed her father. And she also has no memories of what happened. Her memories are all messed up. And an FBI agent comes into the hospital room and tells her that the last person who was seen with her father was also just found dead. And when they cut open his body for the autopsy, they, they found, and she says, a Bible that belonged to Benedict Arnold. And she realizes in that moment that all the gruesome stories her father told for all the conspiracy stories, they were all real. They were all true. And now she has to figure out who killed her father. She has to figure out how she got these scars on her forehead. She has to figure out she's the mystery herself. She's the actual house of secrets. And that's where the mystery begins. Think about it. Now, um, I see that uh, I wish, see, this is what makes you smarter than me, Brad, is that I would think, man, I've got to write a book and I just can't do it. So I'd throw it to the side. You get help with Todd Goldberg. You say, yeah, oh, you not, know what? I, I'll just get help. <laughs> so how did that, how did that relationship work for this? You know, the reality for this book is I went out to Hollywood to try and sell the idea for the book because I thought it would actually be something that Hollywood might be interested in. It's not, I mean, and they, I, said, I, and they said to me, you know what? We're not interested. And I was like, what do you mean? What? And, I, and, and I just, I was so upset about that, that, you know, again, I'm not a Hollywood fan. You know me, you know me a long time personally, not just on the radio stuff, but you know, it's not my scene. And I just was right. like, you know what? They don't know. We all know that in culture today, they do not put out the best work. And I was like, you know what? I can do better. So I said, you know what, I love books. I went back and said, I'm going to hire not just some person to work with, some stranger that's going to turn it out. I said, I'm going to hire an award-winning literary writer who writes incredible characters, but doesn't really have you know plots like that. And Todd Goldberg, God bless him, he and I worked together. He came to my house. We sat. We, I mean, we wrote this book together, truly, both of us. And it wound up being this amazing experience where I could bring the best parts of him and the character work that he does with my plots and we call you know I call it like the literary version of peanut butter cups. And so we put the chocolate and the peanut butter together, and I think we got something that's just incredible. And I think you know the early reviews that we've gotten for House of Secrets, they've just been so incredible. Everyone's like, wow, we're seeing character work on this this groundbreaking character that is really you know yeah. makes a great Father's Day gift and all. And, it's, and I think it's because of you know my work with Todd. Oh my gosh, a Father's Day gift. A Father's Day is just around the corner. Oh my gosh, it is so lucky of us that you mentioned that. I hadn't even thought of it. Um, listen, they obviously we put this book out, you know, right now for a reason. It's obvious, you know, the, the funniest part, Jeffy, is that when they told me they wanted House of Secrets to be there for Father's Day, they said, you know, oh, you're going to go up against this one other guy in competition. I said, oh, great. What's his name? They said, uh, a guy named Stephen King. And my wife is like, <laughs> you're going to get killed. Um, but, you know, I love the fact that the publisher thinks that, you know, that the House of Secrets is something good for Father's Day. And, and I love the fact that boys that, you know, wouldn't read our books and, I can't ask for more. I, 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 it's okay to, to try and go after the big dogs. Absolutely. Now, uh, that having been said, I want to get back to this Hollywood thing because I'm, I'm intrigued. Because uh, I would say uh, Hollywood needs to rethink how they're doing things. And like I believe Netflix and Amazon and Hulu have, have really changed the face of that. And so many of these uh, big-time movies really – 
would be better suited for, say, just a 10-part series. And that's that's it. No more. That's we don't, right. don't need Very season right. one, you know season it, two, done. I used to go out there, and it used to be, if Hollywood said no, you couldn't do anything about it. And it's because of the Hulus and the Amazons and the Netflix and those other things that made me go, you know what? The one thing that is proof positive in entertainment today, and you guys know it on your own network, yeah. right? is like, yes. forget what the big dog says and go do it yourself. Yes. And that's what we did here. You know, and, I, and this book started for me years ago when I was asked by the Department of Homeland Security to come in and brainstorm different ways for terrorists to attack us. I was like, that's a really good way for the government to get information from people. And I, and, and as someone who, you know, I make my living on Decoded on the History Channel, um, who people tell me secrets. Right. They tell me them all the time. Right. And, they, you know, I've been invited to the White House. I've, been, I've had lunch at the White House. I've been invited. You know, I've spoken to senators and congressmen. And they all tell me their stories just because I'm on television, because they like my thrillers. And I was like, you know what? I'm the perfect spy. I'm the perfect person <laughs> to infiltrate conspiracy. Exactly right. No one looks twice at me. And that's what I put in the book. I was like, that's the plot of the book is like, is that the government is using this guy who runs a conspiracy TV show to do work nobody knows. And everyone's like, where'd you get the idea? I'm like, dummy, it's my life. Right. And so, I mean, I, I, I realized that, that I could do that. Right. I could do that. And, and, and listen, I also, you know, I, I wind up, you know, Hollywood doesn't react. So what are, of course, my favorite parts of the book. And this is a true story that's in the book that Hollywood had no interest in. And I said, I'm telling you, people, are, I mean, basically, here's, here's what I built the story around is, and this is real, this really happened, is, is the last moments of Benedict Arnold and George Washington are among the most heartbreaking in U.S. history. Because it's one of the moments when George Washington finds out that Benedict Arnold has betrayed him, it's one of the only moments people have ever seen George Washington cry. Right. And Alexander Hamilton delivers a letter from Benedict Arnold, gives it to George Washington after he betrays him. And the letter says three things. It says, one, don't kill my wife because she didn't know anything about my betrayal. So, two, don't kill the people I worked with. They didn't know anything either that I was a traitor. And three, he says, and can you also send me back my luggage and my books and my stuff? <laughs> and the crazy part is... Of course, okay, George does it. Here's a, George Washington actually does it. Yeah. He spends the yeah. rest of his life hunting Benedict Arnold and trying to kill him. But in that moment, in the craziest moment of U.S. history, he sends his stuff back. And I'm like, and to this day, nobody knows what was in that luggage and in that case that George Washington sent back. So and great. you're telling, you know, this guy's one of the most hated people since Judas himself. And you're telling me he sent them something? I want to know what's in there. And if you want to know what's really in that secret case, you'll see my theory. It's in the House of Secrets. How's that for a tease? That's so great. The uh, only George Washington uh, would do that because I love the phrase of uh, "Don't kill the messenger." Uh, I'm sorry, that's what we have messengers for. Right, we send we send messengers right? I mean, to die. Right. I mean, that, and the amazing part is, it, it's exactly right. Like anyone else would have said, you know what? Forget that. I'm not going to be a man of honor. I'm not going to do anything. And George right. Washington says, give the man his stuff. Like, still has honor at his most hated, hurt moments on a personal level. And I just became obsessed with that story. So, if, you know, Hollywood's like, oh, I don't really care about that story. That's wow. old and that's history. And I'm like, I got the best thriller to build around that story. And now I get to tell it. And that's where the book really was born. That's so great. Brad Meltzer, uh, award-winning author. Uh, now, um, you, comic books. Uh, kids, I got to say that my kids uh, love catching the Facebook story time. Uh, yeah. What, what prompted that for you? 
You know, so, so so Facebook, this is when it was first starting. Facebook came to me and said, you know, we can put you live on the Internet. Go out to your, you know, the hundred and whatever, 30,000 people that follow you on Facebook, and we'll give you this little technology. And and I was like, I don't want to go out there and just kind of, like, make people, you know, read my books. I said, why don't we do something, instead of asking people to do stuff, why don't we do something for people? And again, to show you my lack of faith in Hollywood, I was like, you know what, used to be great is, like, when do we lose the art of telling stories to our kids? Right. Why is that gone? Why do we put our kids in front of screens and in front of phones? Like, how do we get that back? So I said, I'm going to just take your technology, and I'm going to just read stories every week. And we did it for, you saw it, for yeah. you know, a couple months, and it just kept growing and growing. I would have done it more, um, but the truth was I just was on deadline for this book. We're going to bring it back when we do the next kids' books, because the next kids' books are, surprise, I am George Washington, and I am Jane Goodall. And so when we do I am George Washington, you better believe I want to read it right there and do it live. So anyone who has seen us, we have a lot of fun with those. I'm fascinated. Your wife also threatens every time to send more cookies, and that's the only reason we really do it. I'm fascinated by uh, the, uh, in quotation marks, kids' books, um, because uh, really, I mean, they're educational for adults as well. So I'm really fascinated that we're still calling them kids' books. You know, the funniest thing is, is I can't tell you how many people say, I, I bought these for my kids, but I read them for myself because they're more interesting than any history book I ever read. And you know why? It's because they're not obsessed with boring, like, dates, facts, memorized. That's not what history is. History is a selection process, and it chooses every single one of us every single day. And what we do in these books is we tell the stories of, the, of these heroes when they were little. So you see George Washington when he's a young boy. And we get rid of it. There is no cherry tree that he chopped down. And we see that he was bad at spelling and good at math, you know, good at math, but a terrible speller. He liked to dance, of all things. And kids suddenly go like, oh, he's like me. Wow. He's good at some things and bad at others, and I can be just like him. And then these our kids' books are not just the stories of famous people. They're what we're all capable of on our very best days. And to me, that's what's missing from our moral fiber today, is we need to get back, get our kids back and ourselves back looking at real heroes as opposed to reality TV show stars and loudmouth athletes who are taking up the airway. I, I don't want to say anything after that. I just want to let that breathe for a little bit because I, I love the way that sounded so much. Uh, Brad Meltzer, uh, bradmeltzer.com. Uh, what is, uh, what, what's next? You're on tour. What's next? First of all, uh, you need to order the book for Father's Day, right? I mean, let's, let's be honest. Nothing else matters right now except for that Father's Day gift. No, listen, if, if you want to be loved, you have to buy the House of Secrets for the parents or grandparents or yourself. And otherwise, it's a lot of loneliness for you. That's my prediction. I, I would also say, uh, I'd like to add that uh, if, uh, if, you get, uh, if you get one for Father's Day, really it's a shame that the house only has one copy of it. <laughs> I love so, you for that. Uh, you know, that, really, you know, can I just tell you something? When my parents passed away um, and I was cleaning out their closet, and you'll see why this is totally relevant to what you just said, I cleaned out their closet, and I found in their closet, like, I can't tell you how many dozens of copies of my books they had stored <laughs> in the back of the closet. Like, my parents went every day on a daily basis, and I think bought one of my books, and they just had them all stored up. And I was like, oh, my gosh, all of our sales all these years are from my dead parents. Like, it's incredible. Um, so I do appreciate anyone who buys the multiple copy to share with a friend. And you know what? And, and again, all kidding aside, is... I just, I need to thank you publicly because you and I, we know each other a long time now, um, but have just been so supportive, whether it's the kids' books or whether it's these thrillers. 
and you had me on at the start when I was just writing thrillers, but I just appreciate that whatever the medium is, whether it's you know conspiracy shows on TV or books about conspiracies like The House of Secrets, that you always support us, and that means a great deal to me. Oh, well, thank you. I love you for that. Now, are you? I saw the U of M speech, Mr. University of Michigan, Mr. Hail to the Victors. Uh, you know, I mean, I was raised lo- being forced to love the University of Michigan uh, in my childhood and hate Ohio State. I got it. I know the game. Yeah. Um, I saw your speech. Are are you just uh, you, you graduated from the University of Michigan Law School, right? Oh, I went uh, to Michigan undergrad, undergrad. Okay, okay. So you're, I mean, you're not you don't practice. You're not Mr. Bar Association. No, yeah, no, are you, no, I don't practice. You're not Mr. Big Shot. Uh, well, I'm part of the bar too. Oh, I'm, I actually am a member of the bar. That's kind of disappointing. I can I can sue people, but I choose not to. That is fantastic. Brad Meltzer, uh, bradmeltzer.com. Get the new book, House of Secrets, The House of Secrets. You can get it at bradmeltzer.com and all the usual places. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. Yeah, it's Brad Stuggs in for Jeffy this morning. He uh, returns uh, next Saturday. Only a couple seconds here. But coming up next hour, find out how you can get your face on Glenn's show. And what about those ancient aliens? It's all coming up here. The Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Yeah, but Uncle Jeffy's not here this morning. He's off. Kissing the new grandbaby. Kissing a baby somewhere. Uh, Brad Stags in for Jeffy uh, this week. And by the way, uh, next week, uh, a whole new, well, a whole new um, time slot. I was trying to think of a different word, but it's early. (laughs) Boy, it's early. Uh, But it won't be next week. Nine to noon Eastern time will be the uh, new time of the uh, Jeff Fisher show here on the Blaze Radio Network. So you don't have to get up at the, uh, the crack of dawn. Uh, uh, for next week. It starts next week. Coming up after the program uh, this morning, uh, Michael Pelka is here. Stop Brain will be uh, live on the radio. And um, we've been talking this morning about um, the fact that it was 20, it's been 22 years now since the um, last episode of Star Trek The Next Generation here. 22 years. That's over two decades. That's amazing. Uh, to me. And uh, I love the, uh, if you've ever seen the poster, everything I need to know about life, I learned from Star Trek. Um, It's so true. I mean, I go back to the original series. Um, Always seek out new life and new civilizations. Non-interference is the prime directive. Always keep your phaser set on stun. Humans are highly illogical. And I think my favorite has always been, because if, if you think about it, you know it's true. Having 
is not so pleasing a thing as wanting. It's not logical, but it's true. Think about it. Uh, all right. So um, a lot of people have uh, have asked us uh, how they uh, get to be a part of uh, the uh, the intro to Glenn's show. I'm telling you, the phone lines are just burning up with that question. Uh, Beth Knott is the, uh, the supervising producer of all things Glenn Beck. I think, Beth, last time you were here on uh, Jeffy's show, you were the executive director of um, – Mercury One, the charity, right? I think that's correct. So what you're basically saying is that you just make up titles and uh, you do whatever you want around the studio. Pretty much. That's correct. Okay. Just just wanted to make sure. Beth has done everything around this. She's done everything from painting staircases. To, there's a fun story to get into. To, uh, <laughs> uh, to uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, times have changed. Uh, to uh, uh, producing... Um, uh, content for uh, for radio and television, and this is something that that um, how did we get the word out the first time around for the the intro of Glenn's program, the TV side of the radio show? It has all these videos. Yes, we like of, to call that the TV simulcast. Aha! Uh-huh. I knew that there was a technical word for it, but it was far above my head. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's it's people holding up signs and and doing all kinds of things and ex- explain. Explain what the opening is and how people can be a part of it. Well, as you know, Glenn generally likes to uh, have a new open song at least once a year for his radio show. And he likes mm-hmm. it to reflect what it is he's thinking about. Um, and he had this what time. What is he thinking about anyway? Well, he wants people to come together. And so the song is called We Are One. And it was actually written by David Osmond, who is, of course, from the very famous Osmond family. And I loved David him with Marie it. on that TV show when he and Marie did that together. Yeah, that's that's the wrong Osmond. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, but Continue. he gets that a lot actually. He yeah. does get that a lot. Um, but he performed this song, uh, and it's actually um, it's really good. There's a choir involved. There's a lot of people involved. But um, we want everybody from the audience to have a part of it. And so, if you go to GlennBeckAction.com. At the top, you'll see where it's asked you to be a part. Send your videos in. Then uh, you can click that, and there's a whole little video showing you exactly what it is that you can do to send the videos to us. Um, We want people holding up signs in front of places that represent where they're from. So, like, if you live in the desert, you know, go out to the desert and hold up one of the signs that says one of the keywords that's in the song. Or if you live on the coast, go to the ocean. Or if you live in St. Louis, go to the Arch or, you know. What if what if I live on the coast, but I want to go to the desert? Well, you'd have to get in your car and drive a little while. Okay, so that's all right if but I wanted to drive. Okay. You could right. do that, I just, yes. I just yes. Wanted to when you're on sure. vacation, you can make one of these little videos and send it to us. That's a good idea. It's, it's really simple. It's not that hard. And, um... We are going to be changing them out periodically. We have, a little, if, you, if you watch the show right now, you'll see that we still have a lot of the snow in there from the winter ones, but we want to change them out to spring and summer now. See, because we are always right on top of things. We really are, aren't we? And when it's springtime, we don't want to see any more snow, except for the fact that it's global war- No, it's global cooling. It's 
climate We're, change, Brad. It's climate change. Something is happening. It's snowing yeah. right now in the desert, and and it's on fire. It's snow that's on fire. That yes. is. I, can you imagine if snow was on fire? That would be different. Yeah, that would be very, very different. So you go to uh-huh. dot com. is that right? Correct. com, And then at the top you'll see where it says click here to send us your video, click here to be part of the show, and that's where you go. And there's a whole little section that has an example of a video, then it gives you all the words, and then it gives you the email address where you submit your video. And that is absolutely amazing. And and the fact that everybody can do this now, everyone has a video camera and everybody can take videos of, I mean, have you noticed that, that since people have video cameras on them pretty much all the time that we never get a good picture of a UFO? That is true. Why what is that? What does that mean? I, that's a good question. I mean, back in the, uh, think about going back to the seventies when, in the eighties, back when rocks were soft dinosaurs roamed the earth and you, you go, you'd always get these fuzzy pictures of ufos and even even some video because no one i mean you had to scramble around to get your camera presumably if you saw a ufo so you didn't have you know the time to react all that quickly um but now that everybody has a camera we don't ever get a like a really clear snapshot or a, a clear video of a ufo which i find troublesome I think maybe that means that the alien life forms have figured out what kind of cameras we use, and they now know how to hide from them. I had not thought of that. Mm-hmm. That is brilliant. Go. See, that's why you're a producer. <laughs> that's what you get from me at this time of the morning. Well, no, I think that's very smart. And the reason I bring all this up, because, and I decided this is where I want to go in uh, October, uh, Alien Con. It's an alien. alien con- it's an alien convention in um, in California. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, uh, let's see, October twenty eighth through the thirtieth at the Santa Clara Convention Center, and it's uh, the guy the, the guy that does uh, Ancient Aliens, the guy with the hair. What is his name? Yeah, I don't even know uh, what his name is. I know who alien. you're talking about, but yeah, Al- he looks sort dude. of alien himself. So he, maybe he is an alien, and that's why he knows so much to tell on that show. How would you know if he wasn't? That's a really good point. See, you are, I, I just, that's why, again, you are a producer. And that's right. That I, I'm amazed. But I want to go to AlienCon because this is the, the, the guy from Aliens, Ancient Aliens, on the uh, A&E, or is that history, whatever it is, that show. And um, I guess you can buy Tickets for like 70 bucks. It's Halloween weekend. They have family packs. Um, stars of Ancient Aliens will be there and some of your favorite sci fi icons and stars. Private parties where you can dine and gaze at the stars with the stars. <laughs> see what they did there? I do see what they did there. You, you know, and it only, only costs you 70 bucks a person? I was at first. I was just kind of half interested. Now, the more I read about this, the more I really do want to go. Um, it says time is of the essence. Buy tickets right now. It's uh, the uh, thealiencon dot com, as in thealienconvention dot com. I just I thought I would bring that up because I thought it was so cool. Let me guess. This is in L.A. No, it's in Santa Clara, California, but it's still California, uh, so it's you know yeah. kind of the same thing. But they should do it in Roswell. 
Oh, I bet you couldn't afford to do it in Roswell. Roswell, see, the people of Roswell have gotten very smart since that alien, since the UFO crashed there back in the, what, the 50s. They, they have wised up to the ways of the world, and they make a lot of money on UFOs and aliens. So they probably couldn't, couldn't afford. I, I guarantee you Roswell is, like, copyrighted. Did you know that if you're looking for an alien in the desert, you're supposed to bring strawberry ice cream? They like strawberry ice cream that, att- that attracts them. Why? I don't know, but I learned that on 90210. (laughs) You did? I did, yes. They had a whole episode where they were going looking for aliens in the desert, and they brought strawberry ice cream. And just about the time they gave up and they left the gallon of strawberry ice cream, the alien came out. They had aliens in 90210? One episode they did, yes. Is that the original 90210? Yes. Did, it was Tim, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, was she on that show? She was, yes. Because she was on the Meredith Vieira show this morning at like uh, 3 o'clock this morning. And she now has really? a, a show on the cooking channel. I think yes, it's called Div, Dinner with Tiffany or something like this. It is called Dinner with Tiffany. That's correct. She's not missed too many meals herself. Well, but I mean, she's still, still cute. getting rid of baby fat. She just had a baby. So did I. I just, that is my, I finally is figured out what, what you're doing. Is you're I getting rid of baby fat? Finally figured out what my excuse is. I am still getting rid of baby fat. If I, I had only. I read all about this a couple of weeks ago because I saw a clip of her on that cooking show and I thought, wow, she's gained some weight. And so I looked up Tiffany Amber Thiessen weight and she's just had a baby and she is getting rid of her pregnancy weight. Well, and it they, they, they had a picture of her her older daughter and and the baby, and so yes. yes. To be fair, she is she's and she's still cute after yeah. all these she's years. Been but, cute. She, you know what? She was on first before. What? Not a two one zero. What? Saved by the Bell, of course. Oh, that's right. She was like blonde. Was Kelly. Then. Yeah. No, she wasn't blonde, but she was Kelly. She wasn't. Oh. And in the other, she was Zach's girlfriend. Wow. Um, yes. Man, and then the she's other had a girl curse. that was she... on there was Elizabeth Berkeley, yes. who ended up yes. doing Showgirls, and that Show killed her girls. career. Yes, it did. And that, that killed her killed, career. Yep. That would have killed anyone's career. That was a horrible movie. She never but... did anything else after that. No, really. I don't think anybody who was in Maybe that Maybe a couple did. of bad Lifetime movies or something, but that's it. But Tiffany Actually, Thiessen that's looks... not true. The girl that did something after that, um, I can't remember her name, but she ended up... Um, the girl that was like the bad girl in Showgirls, she had a bunch of fairly big things after that. The bad girl in Showgirls? Yeah, I can't remember her name. The one that was like the lead dancer that Elizabeth Berkeley was trying to get her role, and they had the rivalry. They were all bad girls, weren't they? Yeah, pretty much. When you get right down to it. So, All right, well, Beth, thank you for getting up early. Absolutely. Go to GwenBetAction.com to submit your videos. Glenn that just that, that sounds naughty. I mean, Glenbeckaction. <laughs> I can't decide if it's naughty or it makes me want to throw up. One of the two. Well, and All right. if for whatever reason you don't want to go there, you go to Glenbeck forward slash action dot com. Either one will get you there. Wow. All right. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Beth. Appreciate that. And uh, we're going to take Thank a you. quick break. More of the Jeff Fisher Radio Program. The last weekend of its early time slot because next weekend it's on at 9 a.m. Eastern. Don't forget that. We'll be back with more of it here in just a second on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network.
Jeff Fisher Show is on. Mm-hmm. It is on right now. It's on early right now. And uh, as I mentioned before the break, uh, coming up next weekend, uh, it'll uh, be on from 9 until noon Eastern time uh, and uh, preceded by, uh, in this time slot here, uh, Michael Pelka and uh, Stunt Brain. Uh, he will be right here on this one. Um, have I seen the I'm checking a text. Because there's, I've just decided to go stream of consciousness with everything. Um, UFOs, I'll have to check that out. We were talking about UFOs. Uh, before the break, we're talking about um, you, know, you being able to uh, get your uh, your image and your video on um, on the opening of uh, Glenn's TV simulcast of radio uh, by going to glenbeckaction dot com, which only sounds like a porn site. Um, coming up here, uh, I want to get to this before the end of the program. Uh, that Glenn accused uh, Trump's wife of being a lesbian porn star. Too early? I don't know. Uh, which I think has a very funny origin. We'll, we'll find that about. And I was just reading about this, the, the consciousness app. I was just talking with a friend about that, and this is wild. The uh, global consciousness app, it's, it's at uh, consciousness.app.com. If you just uh, if you Google entangled consciousness, you'll find it. But it is an app that um, it says it's a radical new technology to explore the power of consciousness and the nature of reality. Which every time I think about that, I think I was at Animal House where they're all sitting around and I think they've been engaging in some sort of illegal substance. And they said, so I could be like an atom in the little fingernail of a giant. That's what I always think about. Uh, but this global consciousness app is a, uh, it's a mobile app designed to be a fun exploration of the nature of consciousness and reality and the possibilities of creating a new consciousness technology. It is based on the Global Consciousness Project with additional support from uh, IONS, uh, Peer or Pair, uh, and Super, Super Future Labs. With this app, you can see if your mind has any influence on your physical environment. You can participate in large-scale consciousness experiments. You can help build a platform for developers and artists uh, utilizing this consciousness technology in their own projects and even tap into global consciousness data in real time to do some cool stuff. I'm totally into all that. I think it is, I th- it's, it's so cool. And I think that we are just on the, we're on the cusp of something big, I think. Um, and, and again, when we were talking earlier about how no one gets a clear picture of a UFO now, no one gets a clear picture of uh, or video of a UFO. But if you go back and look at um, uh, Billy, the Billy Meyer case, and again, I did this years ago in, an, in another lifetime uh, when I was at uh, the Nashville Network, um, I did a, a series on UFOs and did a lot of research and saw a lot of really weird things, and one of which was the Billy Meyer case. And I talked with people who investigated this, Lee and Britt Elders, who are, uh, I think they're still down in uh, Phoenix somewhere. Um, the the clearest pictures of UFOs. And, and the first thing, I, if anybody is familiar with this, first thing I have most people, yeah, they debunked that whole thing. Um, you know, he was... Um, he was lying about it. They found models, whatever. Uh, but this guy, if you are not familiar with the Billy Meyer story of UFOs, he was a one-armed, I think he's still alive, one-armed Swiss farmer 
with a sixth grade, uh, I think, equivalent education. Some been a long time. It's been years since I've um, looked at the facts. But he, the he would go into the forest, essentially, and uh, people, I guess, would drop him off at the forest with his camera. Back in the day, it was a you know film camera, a little Instamatic, and uh, he would take pictures of the, these craft. And they were, I mean, just you might as well step out in the parking lot and take a picture of a Buick because that's how clear they are. And he would come back with information that um, someone of, of his station in life wouldn't or shouldn't have, not let, not readily accessible anyway. And uh, it was just fascinating. I mean, this guy, it, and everyone said he did it for money, but it really ended up kind of messing up his whole life. I think he ended up getting divorced and, People were camping out on his doorstep because they, you know, everybody wanted to come to him for advice and, you know, what's the meaning of life. But Edward Billy Meyer is his name. And um, if you have a chance, if you are so inclined, um, take a look at that because it's fascinating. And this Global Consciousness app reminded me of it because I think that there is something to all this. Um, anyways, Entangled, the Consciousness app. So you can find out if you are connected to the rest of the world. Uh, all right, so coming up here in the uh, next half hour, uh, so much to talk about. And I need an old television. I'll tell you why and what that's all about coming up here in the next few minutes, right here in the Jeff Fisher program on the Blaze Radio Network. It's Brad in for Jeffy. The Jeff Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network. Is not home. No, it's Brad Staggs in for Jeffy this morning. Uh, and again, next weekend, uh, when you tune in uh, at this time, you'll be uh, listening to uh, uh, Pierre Opelka. Uh, Stunt Brain will be here at this time. Jeffy's show moves uh, from, uh, from this time to 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time right here on the Blaze Radio Network. And um, so I was... I did. Yes, I flipped a coin, and and there it was. So basically, we're we're flipping. Um, uh, and I was just talking to John here just a second ago about the. the my mind is kind of blown because I'm watching Joe Scott on YouTube about a worldwide consciousness. We talked about the consciousness app, which is called Entangled, which you can get online if you Google Entangled the Consciousness app. So. How do you explain this succinctly? Too late, Brad. Um, is there a worldwide consciousness? Can your thoughts actually uh, affect the physicality of the universe? Uh, and I, th- I think they can. How did we get here? Because we started talking about UFOs, and that's what happens when you start drinking this early in the morning. Uh, can your thoughts affect the, the physical world? Yeah. I don't see why not. I mean, if a thought is, a, is an electrical synapse in your brain electricity is a physical thing why wouldn't a thought be a physical thing that 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 could manifest itself on other physical things i don't see i just i think when you when you drill down that far and your and if your eyes and your ears aren't bleeding yet that it does it makes sense see i think we should do a whole 
uh, a whole either podcast or radio show on this than this sort of thing. Because going back again in my uh, in my illustrious career years ago at the Nashville Network, I did a series on UFOs, and um, all this stuff fascinates me. Uh, and I guess all of this started earlier when we talked about the fact that Star Trek's last episode, Star Trek The Next Generation, uh, aired 22 years ago. The last episode of The Next Generation, 22 years ago. So you see, time really is flying by at warp speed, which brings me to my next point. See how all this stuff meshes together? Um, there is a brand new Star Trek communicator out. And, um, you know, they said years ago when the first flip phone came out that, that that was inspired by Star Trek. And really, if you think about it, the original Star Trek series did have a lot of things that were um, um, way ahead of their time, the communicator being one of them. And the flip phone, they said, you know, was the obvious incarnation of the Star Trek communicator that you could buy uh, and actually have it right there in your hand and talk to anyone else in the world who also had a cell phone. Now you can buy the actual communicator and... Uh, I have to say, I, I did this. And this, this thing has been available or, as, excuse me, has been advertised for over a year. It's a screen-accurate representation of a, a communicator from the original series. It connects to your phone via Bluetooth. And you can use voice commands to actually talk to anybody else in the entire world through your cell phone. But actually talking on this communicator, it was... Uh, Modeled after one of the original props, the um, one of the hero props that they, I think, like four have survived, four or five of the original communicators have survived from Star Trek, the original show, and so they did these laser scans of the whole thing. So this thing is is screen accurate. If you, go, I think it's available at StarTrek.com and ThinkGeek.com and a couple of it's it's 150 bucks, which is nothing to sneeze at. But if you think about it, it's 150 dollars when if you Again, in, I've, spent, I've spent money on some really stupid things in my life. But it, I used to, I, I bought one of the prop replicas that sat there and, and was really cool because you'd flip it open and did, did the little chirp thing. And I think it maybe had Spock's voice saying, you know, Enterprise, Spock here. This one actually works. You flip it open, it makes a chirp. You say, call, you know, Bob. And it does. And you can stand there and look like a total goober on the street talking into your communicator. But how cool is that? I mean, for $150 now, we are living Star Trek. Um, the phasers from Star Trek, uh, you can buy those. They're, of course, the ones you buy. They're remote controls for your television. But think about the lasers that we have now. And in tools, um, you know, we've got these uh, computer-controlled uh, lasers that can cut out, um, you know, everything from wood to metal to plastic. We we have a guy that, uh, and we we're going to buy one of the machines here at, at the studio. I think that uh, uh, what are they down to like six thousand dollars? That is actually a laser cutter that you could put plywood in there and program and the thing cuts it out. So you know, lasers, phasers have, have become a thing that we can actually touch and feel and use every day. And I think it's CBS now has um, come out with what they call an X Prize. It's $10 million to the first uh, company or person that comes out with a working tricorder from Star Trek, the original. I, I, I guess, I don't know if there's a, a limit on whether it has to be from the original series or the next generation or whatever. But if you, if you develop and, and present them with this 
uh, working commu- or working tricorder rather that can actually diagnose people and the environment and whatever. I think it's a ten million dollar prize. That is that's pretty incredible. So the future really has has um, it's it's jumped up and bit us in the butt. It's it's happening that quickly uh, in the world. So when you start talking about the things like the consciousness app and whether or not together. Think about that. We talk about the power of prayer and the fact that that can, you add God to the equation, obviously, in in that situation. But is is your consciousness, when you are affecting a physical uh, manifestation of an object with, with your thoughts, how does that interact with prayer? I don't know. I was just one of those things that... Was, that uh, well, it's one of those things that makes you scratch your head. Um, I, do, I think we are really, like I said, on the on the verge of something big happening uh, in the world um, with all of this. Uh, but before all of that happens, I need your help. <laughs> Just I uh, want to go back in time a little bit. I tweeted out a picture a little bit ago. Uh, at the Blaze, Brad uh, is my uh, Twitter handle. I'm looking for an old television, um, and it doesn't have to look exactly like the one that uh, that I tweeted the picture of, but it sure would help. It doesn't have to have the legs um, like the one in, that, uh, in the picture, but it would be nice. I can make the legs, but it's for a, a project here at the uh, at the studio. So if you if you know anybody who has one, if you have a TV that looks like this, it's just the old cat. Doesn't even have to have the tube in it. Matter of fact, it would probably be simpler if it didn't have the tube in it because um, I want to put one of, a flat screen TV in one of these. Um, but if you know anybody who has one, just take a look at this picture. If you if you do, just uh, uh, send me a, a tweet, and let me know, and uh, we'll figure out if we can make arrangements to get it or that and that and and magic too. <laughs> might as well might as well throw out everything I'm looking for right now, folks. Wait, there's more. Uh, if uh, you have any old magic laying around, uh, doing a project with uh, magic tricks, you know, old magic props, things like that. So let me know there as well. Again, at the Blaze Brad is uh, my Twitter handle on that. Um, and before the end of the show, I do want to get to uh, Glenn calling Trump's wife a uh, lesbian porn star, which was very strange. That was, it kind of came up unexpectedly. In a uh, in a uh, Facebook search of uh, Glenn's uh, Facebook page, it's funny what you find on Facebook. You can find just about anything, and it's getting almost to the point where you you have to you have to be a um, a watchful parent if you have kids on Facebook and Twitter, for that matter. Got a nasty uh, nasty tweet from some guy the other day. I was in Milwaukee. Uh, at Milwaukee Tool, of all places, which, uh, by the way, uh, who was I just talking to on Twitter? Um, Zach is, uh, let me make sure. Yeah, I think it's Zach. Um, is a, it looks like Zach, Zach Bonesteel. Um, looks like uh, Zach does some work with tools. Um, saw fantastic new tools from Milwaukee, uh, up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I think that Milwaukee Tools are the best value for the money in terms of longevity. Uh, they will last you forever. 
they are, I mean, they, they invented the Sawzall for crying out loud. Uh, their drills will go up against the, the DeWalt anytime. And I think they're probably a better value than DeWalt in terms of longevity and toughness. Um, and the nicest bunch of people with the best work environment that I've seen uh, probably at a tool company. And with the website that we have, uh, toolschool, with a K, dot com, um, you know, we do tool reviews and such. We get to see a lot of tools. We get to see a lot of innovations in the tool world, which sometimes there aren't a lot. Sometimes they're just trying to reinvent the screwdriver. But uh, Milwaukee uh, actually showed us a, a, a brand new battery-powered miter saw uh, this, this week. And it was just, it was the coolest thing. I'll see if I can tweet a picture of that as well um, before the end of the program. Uh, so many things in the world. See, information flies at the speed of sound, doesn't it? I mean, so many things to, so many things to talk about, and you try to squeeze them into two hours, it just rarely works. I think I need three hours of my own. Somewhere, like I need more to do. But somewhere in the, uh, in the universe of, uh, of radio here, if I could think of... A million things to tell you about. But if you have a chance, take a look at the Milwaukee's uh, new cordless miter saw. Because if you work with tools, um, you know, there have been cordless miter saws in the past. Bosch had one. I think it was an 18 volt. But it just, you go to cut with it and it just kind of fell flat. That was back with the nickel cadmium technology. And I think that had a lot to do with it. With the new lithium ion batteries. Uh, they've got more more power, more runtime. They finally figured out how to, to the, really the the, the the right formula for making batteries last longer and have more power. Um, and I think that's the secret behind uh, most most of these cordless tools were corded, you know, within the last five years. And if you are one of those anti cord people, or excuse me, anti cordless people that that uh, you know you think that they just don't have the power that a corded tool has. Look again. These tools are absolutely amazing. Um, all right. I want to take uh, one more quick break here, and uh, we'll be back with uh, the, the final segment here of the uh, Jeff Fisher radio program on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. And he will be back next Saturday. Next Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to noon uh, Eastern Time. Uh, it will be the Jeff Fisher Show here on the Blaze Radio Network. Shifting time zones uh, just a bit. Uh, and in this slot, you will hear uh, Pure Opelka with a stump brain here. Uh, Mike Opelka is actually coming up next. But next week, he'll be first. And then Jeff, will be next. Whew. Kind of twists your mind up there, doesn't it? So many things. ISIS has a kill list now. This is just so weird. So many things. Um, and we did this on the uh, the four minute buzz, which, by the way, if uh, if you haven't caught that yet, that's uh, on the um, TV simulcast of the radio show, uh, Glenn's radio show on uh, the Blaze. Uh, at the top of uh, each hour, we do a little four-minute uh, thing called the four-minute buzz, and it's just kind of a, 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 our finger on the pulse of everything that's happening, plus a look behind the scenes here. So ISIS apparently has a, um, 
a kill list. They have released this week a list of all the people that ISIS in, uh, intends to kill. Um, 8,000 people are on this list. And uh, it encourages supporters to kill these people strongly. I don't know what that means. Uh, to kill these people strongly to take revenge for Muslims. Uh, you can find out if uh, who's on that list. Uh, get the full story right now on Glenn's Facebook page, which, by the way, we'll be doing a lot of Facebook live, uh, essentially a live show on Facebook. This is kind of cool, something we're doing with, uh, with Facebook, and, and a lot of us are doing it here around the studio. So I'd like to know what you want to see. Um, and you can uh, tweet me your thoughts um, uh, at the Blaze Brad, and uh, let me know what you want to see behind the scenes here at uh, the um, at Mercury Studios and at the Blaze. Uh, Glenn's kind of been giving you a tour behind the scenes. I can do the same thing um, and give you a little history of the studio um, and show you how we're remodeling this whole place. And let me tell you, that is a job. You think remodeling a house is a job? Try a thirty-five-year-old movie studio. And. <laughs> Just telling John, uh, I get here to the studio about five in the morning, uh, and I don't leave until probably five or six in the afternoon. Which it, it's the it's like the army. Remember the army's old slogan: "It's the toughest job you'll ever love." I love it, but boy, I tell you, I do. I wish I had the energy of it of, uh, that that I did when I was like twelve years old. I just don't have it anymore. <laughs> I need more Red Bull. Thank God for Red Bull. Um, uh, and you're just going to have to go to Glenn's Facebook page to find out why he called uh, Trump's uh, wife a lesbian porn star. That it, talk about digging, uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel. Uh, and this was on a, this was a Breitbart thing, so you you got to love that. Uh, don't forget that uh, need your help with uh, finding an old television. Uh, I tweeted out the picture of that. If you uh, if you know of one, if you have one, if you know somebody who has one, let me know, please, and uh, let me know what you want to see behind the scenes at the studios. Uh, and don't forget next weekend, Jeffy moves to nine a.m. to noon Eastern time. Thank you so much for listening this morning. I am always honored, humbled. And love every minute of these two hours. But next week, it's three hours. Jeff Fisher returns next weekend right here on the Blaze Radio Network. Have a fabulous weekend, everybody. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.